Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, believers, non-believers, and everyone in between. You're listening to Stories with Sapphire. I am Sapphire Sandalo. Now get cozy and open your mind because it's story time. At the end of every season, I like to read some of the emails I've received. If you'd like to send me an email, you can send it to storieswithsapphire at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear and would like to support this independently run show, consider becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash storieswithsapphire to learn more. Hey, Sapphire, longtime listener. I got curious about the audio from the video in Season 5, Episode 8. I used to be an audio engineer in the pre-digital era, so I had a little try at deciphering what was said. I recalled what I learned from Connor Habib's podcast on the dead, Episode 150, about how the dead communicate in the physical and how voices can be reversed. So I tried reversing, slowing it down a little to make it easier to hear, and added a quick touch of EQ, and it sounds to me like it's saying, spoiler alert, scroll down to read what I hear. I know that it can be hard to hear what you intuit after someone else gives you their thoughts first. LOL. Here's the audio. Love the show. Thanks, Gary. Thank you so much for your email, Gary. So I actually did not include the part where you said what you thought it sounded like because I'm curious to know if other people also think the same thing. To be completely honest, I'm still not entirely sure what it is saying. I don't even have a good guess. So listeners, feel free to send me an email with what you think you hear. Hey, Sapphire. First off, I really enjoy your podcast and the amount of love and effort you put into it. It makes me very happy to learn from other cultures' views on the paranormal or the occult. So I was raised in a superstitious household in Mexico City. When I was younger, practically a baby, I would get sick very often, and so I was taken to either a bruja or a curandera, so I would get better with a limpia. My grandma had a lot of other home remedies, and both of my grandparents were also very Catholic. We would go to church every Sunday and stuff. And as I grew up, I would learn of the myths and legends of Mexico, like La Llorona, El Charo Negro, Brujas, ghosts, etc. So I've been a bit more keen, and prone to get scared, of the paranormal. And I've also been prone to experiencing a lot of deja vu— 
One time, I remember very vividly talking with my cousin and my sibling near the staircase at our grandparents' house, and suddenly it hit me as if we had done this before. So I asked if we've had this conversation before, but both said no. That is the earliest memory I have of a deja vu, and nowadays it happens almost once a month. Early this morning, going to college, I saw some weird-looking clouds only to suddenly realize that I had dreamed of that moment a few years ago. But aside from my experiences with deja vu, there was one moment that felt very out of place in my life. It was around four or five years ago when my mom used to take care of these two little girls. Let's call the older one Jasmine and the younger one Chloe. They were experiencing a very difficult moment of their life and their dad needed someone who could take care of them almost full time. One day we picked them up as usual and told them to put on their seatbelts. I sat next to the driver's seat where my mom was while the girls sat right behind me. I looked back to see if they had their seatbelts on, and suddenly, when I looked back at the youngest of the two girls, I saw someone completely different. I saw an older-looking girl, maybe nine or ten. Chloe was three at the time. She had long, light blonde hair with a wide smile on her face, and I could see each of her tiny teeth in detail. And then I blinked a couple of times, and Chloe was back. I remember the look on Chloe's face when I returned to reality. She looked worried. And I felt the change of expression in my face when I realized that I wasn't looking at Chloe. That moment felt so surreal, I even drew the girl that I saw when I went home. I've tried to find an explanation as to why it happened, since I've never seen a girl like the one that appeared that day, And I wasn't hallucinating because I was tired. I was actually pretty energetic and happy that day. It wasn't just the light because I don't think the light changes someone's age. And I had my new glasses on as my prescription had changed that year and made everything sharper. So I thought that maybe I had seen a future Chloe? I don't know, it feels very far-fetched since I don't think the girl I saw that day resembled Chloe she felt very drastically different. I've attached the image of the drawing I did, and I hope you find my little anecdote interesting. It has puzzled me for years now, and it would be interesting to hear someone else's thoughts on it. Thank you for your time, Van. Thank you for sending that email, Van. So the first thing I want to address are the deja vus that you've been having. When I was shooting Ghost Town Terror, which is my new show on Travel Channel, uh, I had deja vu so many times during that case. And I talked to Sarah Lemos, who was the set medium, and she told me that it meant that whatever energies were there were really trying to make me notice it, which I can see being the case. But I also was working on a very low amount of sleep. I was very stressed out the entire time. And our brains do really weird things when we have not had enough sleep and we're in a state of stress. So jury's still out on that one. But seeing the girl, using the most rational explanation first, 
I want to say it might have been a weird optical illusion. Of course, it's impossible to say since we can't recreate it. I wasn't there. But if that is not the case, the paranormal explanation could be that sometimes when people see someone, they actually don't see their physical self. They see that person's energy and it changes the way that they look. Um, for example, if you listened to the Batok episode I did with Manung Lane, he shared a story where this woman came in to be worked on by him and she was possessed by something that was making her look so much younger than she actually was. And not in a good way, in a very creepy way. So this is something that can happen. You did mention that those girls were experiencing a very rough time in their lives. So maybe there's a chance that some lower grade entity took advantage of that and was latched on to that little girl at the time. But thank you for sharing that with me and for sharing the drawing you did. I will post it on the website at storieswithsapphire.com. Hi, Sapphire. My name is Tanatika, and I'm seeking some information about dreams. Let me start by saying I'm a huge fan and have been following you since something scary, and I've been hooked ever since. I hope to have my own spooky podcast one day. Since I was a small child, I've always had dreams that sometimes end up coming true. Nothing too horrifying, but I've definitely had my share of seeing things before they happen. Recently, I had a very disturbing dream that has been bothering me for a few days now. It was a normal evening when I and a few friends whom I've never met before were at what I assumed to be a dinner party. Everything was normal and I got up to fix a plate of food and sat back down at my spot at the table. I looked to the side of me and saw a black cat sitting in the middle of the hallway. So a small voice in my head, which definitely wasn't mine, said to me, walk towards the cat. So I did as I was told. The cat became very noticeably aggressive, but only towards me. So again, I moved closer, and the cat became more fearful and eventually ran away. The voice again told me, good job. At that moment, my face began to feel like it was no longer mine. It physically felt like I was visiting within my own body, and I was no longer the host. My face felt like it was changing, but I ignored it and returned to the food on the kitchen counter, grabbed my plate, and took my seat. When I sat back at the dinner table, we were all talking and laughing as if nothing was wrong. A few hours passed, and I still had this feeling that my body no longer belonged to me. Out of nowhere, I randomly start speaking a chance in a language I don't believe to be English, but whatever it was, it was something along the lines of, Show me who you really are. There was a mirror on the back wall in front of me across the dinner table, and I could see myself clearly. Within a minute of me saying this chant, I looked in the mirror and started to see my face change. My eyes were glossed over white and no longer appeared to be human. My body began to rip and break, and I heard my flesh tearing and bones reshaping. 
At this point, I shook myself awake from being frightened from the dream. I may be overreacting and just had a night terror. I'm definitely not a stranger to those. Could I be overanalyzing or is this deeper than what I think? Any advice you give is well appreciated and I hope to hear this on a future podcast soon. Love, your spooky follower, Tanatika. Thank you for sharing that, Tanatika, and I do apologize if I am pronouncing your name incorrectly. So I love dreams. Dreams can be so revealing. And while they are a common way for spirits to communicate with us, a lot of the time, dreams really are just our brains figuring stuff out. And I feel like we can tell the difference. I've had dreams where it's absolutely bonkers, but I know that it's just symbolic. For example, I recently dreamed that the world was ending and exploding and everybody died, but I don't see that. I don't think that was a prophetic dream. And I've had dreams where they were way too significant to be random. If this type of thing happens to you frequently, like you've said, then try to decipher the symbols in the dream. What does a black cat represent to you? What do mirrors or your reflection represent to you? Is there something inside yourself that you're afraid of facing? Are you afraid you're becoming someone you don't recognize? Think of your dream as this mystery that your brain is presenting to you and see what you find. Before I became a podcaster and paranormal investigator, I used to be a full-time animator and character designer, and podcasts kept me company while I drew, especially paranormal podcasts. One of my favorites was Jim Harold's Campfire. I would actually be shocked if you hadn't heard of it because it's one of the OGs. In fact, it recently celebrated its 13th anniversary. But if you haven't heard of it, it's a call-in show where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Jim every week. The story topics range from ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and stories that can't be categorized. You're listening to my show right now, so I know that you love non-fictional paranormal stories. Stories involving the serial killer Ted Bundy, or a man who owned a haunted hotel. And also heartwarming stories of deceased loved ones coming back to say hello. Jim Harold's Campfire was a huge inspiration for me. So do me a personal favor and tune in to Jim Harold's Campfire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to Stories with Sapphire. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Sapphire. I'm Samantha. I just found your podcast not too long ago, and I love it. I just want to share a story and ask if you or anyone listening could help. Once I was able to tell the future, that's what most would call it, I guess. The first and last time I remember acknowledging and recognizing this ability was several years ago. My sister and I were staying with my mother in her apartment. She decided it was time we met her new boyfriend. For the sake of keeping his identity private, we'll call him Howard. 
From the moment he walked in, I knew he would hurt my mother. After Howard left, my mother asked how I felt about him. I could tell she really liked him and I didn't want to hurt her, so I lied and said I liked him. But I still couldn't ignore the idea I had that he would leave her just like he did to someone I didn't know. A couple months later, my mother kicked him out after they argued about him cheating. By that time, I learned Howard was married when he started dating my mother. The person he hurt before was his wife. I have a feeling that if I would have told her the truth, I'd still be able to tell the future. I was wondering if you would know how to rekindle this ability. I miss it. Even though it only happened once, it feels like it was a part of me. Your listener, Sam. Thank you for sharing that with me, Sam. So I'm actually not super convinced you predicted the future. I actually believe that you are incredibly hypervigilant. I think that you picked up on subtle clues that Howard was not being honest. Do you feel like you have a good judge of character most of the time? Maybe because it was your mom, the ability was heightened at that moment. And there are ways to develop this type of intuition. When you got that feeling about Howard, how did that manifest for you? Did you hear the thought, he's going to hurt my mother? Did you feel it physically? Did you see it in his face? Or maybe it was multiple ways. Try to nail down the way that you receive psychic information and focus on developing that. So for example, if you heard it, listen more carefully every day. On the Close to Death episode, I asked a question on Spotify, what is your relationship with death like? And here were some of my favorite responses. CGJ Reader, I'm really relaxed with it, which makes me think that I could be an old spirit. Despite being young and likely having a whole life ahead of me, I'm at peace with the idea of dying. MJ, I think it's good. I know that I'm going to die one day. It doesn't bother me. It gives me something to look forward to, the unknown. Jade, death is something I fear. Someone you love dying is an experience that changes you. It's as if them being gone forever rebirths a lesson. At least that's how it's been for me. Jake Valentino Hayes. Strange. Death is always viewed as something bad in life, yet who's to know it isn't the release people need after this life and in the next? B. I've always been afraid of it. However, I always viewed deaths as her. She is tall but comforting, and I had a vivid dream that I had died, and when I had, she hugged me and told me that everything was okay. Hyacinth. Maybe this is controversial, but I think death is releasing. I wouldn't have so much stress anymore. Am I still afraid of death? Of course. It's a natural fear, but it's something we should accept. Charlie Baltimore. Good, and a little scared. I do believe my husband is waiting for me. He always said he had to go first, so I would not be scared, and he could hold my hand to help me. You can answer questions on future episodes on Spotify. 
Hello, Sapphire. I wanted to tell you a short story, and I'm not really sure if it was a spirit or if it was just a coincidence, but I found it very odd. So I was in my mom's car, and we were trying to listen to music, but the radio kept glitching in and out. We weren't in the woods or where there would be a reason for the radio to go in and out. We were very confused, but we thought it was nothing. The radio was normal for a while until it started glitching again. As a joke, I said, if there are any spirits in here, give us a sign. And then something peculiar happened. My mom's Siri went off and was showing some random pictures. We were so confused and I thought it was very interesting. It would be great for you to tell me what you think. Thanks for reading my email. Have an amazing rest of your day. From Audrey. Thank you for your email, Audrey. So when something seemingly paranormal happens, try to rule out any rational explanation first. So my initial thought is that when you said out loud, if there are any spirits in here, give us a sign, your mom's phone might have heard spirits as Siri. Try saying that phrase again to the phone and see if something similar happens. And if that wasn't the case, it is common for radios and electronics to go haywire in the presence of spirits, but there's usually a practical explanation when that happens. So try testing that out on your mom's phone again and see if it happens. And if it doesn't, then I guess we'll still have to keep looking for answers. Hello, Sapphire. I grew up in a very Christian family. It's all I've ever known. Culturally, I am Hmong. In the Hmong culture, shamanism was the practiced religion. My parents have instilled it in me that all of the spirits associated with shamanism and ancestors are demonic and evil. Whenever I find myself scared, caught in sleep paralysis or an attack, I always find myself praying and calling to a Christian God, making all sorts of promises and begging for forgiveness for what sins I've done that may have caused it. I don't know how to change my mindset. I'm afraid to connect with my ancestral roots because I've been told my whole life that certain aspects were bad. I don't want to constantly rely on religion that I don't practice. I was wondering if you could shed more light into your own story and could give some advice about religion, spirituality, culture, and healing. Thank you for being you. Thank you very much for your email, Lily. So this is something I get asked quite a lot. I personally grew up Catholic and I don't consider myself practicing anymore. I think the important thing to ask yourself when you are thinking about your religion and your belief system is, are you acting out of fear or love? I did many things as a child because I was afraid of being punished. Not by God, but by family, because I never vibed with Catholicism. And when you grow up in an environment like that, where this thing that is supposed to bring you peace and make you happy, it's something that makes you annoyed or angry, then, then something's wrong. But what's interesting is that the more I learn about other religions and beliefs, the more I understand and appreciate Catholicism as an adult. So... For example, I was listening to this podcast called Hidden Brain, which is great. They were interviewing Jains, people who practice Jainism. 
And this woman was talking about how they fast to empathize with people who have no food, and it helps her appreciate food even more. And when the concept of fasting and sacrifice was explained to me as a child, you know, with Lent, it was, you have to suffer because God said. And I was a kid, that didn't really make sense to me. And I feel like so much of my upbringing was just doing stuff because I was supposed to without understanding why. So my point is, there's nothing inherently better or worse about any religion. It all has to do with how it was taught to you and what your relationship with it was. If what you're practicing does not bring you joy, then you should absolutely question it. Me personally, I find joy in learning about witchcraft, magic, ancestor worship, traditional practices. That's the stuff that makes my soul sing in a way Catholicism never did. And many people will look at some things that I do and call it evil, but I know that their warnings are based in fear. So like I said before, it's just a matter of examining if you are acting out of fear or love. And again, this is just my personal opinion as somebody who never really felt completely aligned when I was a child. And I have finally found something that just really rings true to me and my soul. So I just want everybody to find something that works for them. And I hope that you do, Lily. Thanks for joining me today. Stories with Sapphire will return with a brand new season after a brief break. Do you have an unexplainable experience? Send me an email at storieswithsapphire at gmail.com. If you like what you heard and would like to support this independently run show, consider becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash storieswithsapphire to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash sapphiresandalo, where I post animated spooky stories and more. Salamat and good night. Stories with Sapphire is created and produced by me, Sapphire Sandalo. Music written by Sapphire Sandalo. For more information on this episode and my guest, visit storieswithsapphire.com. 